This is one-on-one's NFL Friday, bringing your weekly Jets, Giants, and NFL talk from WFUV Sports. With top guests, weekly fantasy advice, and opinionated analysis, this is one-on-one's NFL Friday. Well, that was a boring press conference today in New York City. Welcome to week three of WFUV Sports' one-on-one's NFL Friday. That's a, that's a mouthful. Kenny Ducey across from Matt Morrow, LMAO at Roger Goodell. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was this is pretty weird. I think the first thing I saw that kind of put it in that direction was people tweeting about uh, they saw empty seats at the press conference, and that wasn't that kind of convenient that he put it spur of the moment. Not everybody could kind of get there and and watch it it's pretty everyone watched it no everybody watched it oh yeah well if that was the intention don't (laughs) worry they everybody saw it um rachel nichols was in the house yeah if you weren't there don't worry nailing goodell with these great questions i mean yeah this uh, this is just the culmination of what a terrible couple of weeks gets you this was hilarious i mean uh, let's start off with who thought this was a good idea to have this press conference and and face questions i mean it's one thing if you make a statement People rip you to shreds in the in the newspaper, or mm-hmm. whatever, and and now you have these people actually asking you. There's a representative from TMZ. That's my favorite part of the interview. Uh, yeah. There's a representative from TMZ. And that's commissioner. Who you want to, yeah. That's we who made you want there. one phone call and we got the videotape. <laughs> Can you please explain how you couldn't get this videotape <laughs> yeah. with an investigative team? Oh well, uh, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm sorry. I can't speak on your behalf. I can't speak about how how you got the tape. I I can't I can't explain that. Well, I think it's pretty obvious they didn't try. No, they didn't want it. Of course not. And I mean, we it all was, know. He mentioned that the second tape was inconsistent with what the the Ray Rice had said. And uh, what was it? No, I I don't. I no. mean. I mean, that's what, and I don't know, uh, I have to confess to not listening to last week's episode when I think we had the big Ray Rice discussion. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to, you know, completely rehash the whole last uh, week, but it's relevant now. I I really don't understand, like, what they thought happened. I think that's kind of the common uh, thing to say here, you know, like, you knew that he knocked out his fiance. I think there was talk about him saying he slapped his fiance. What changed between then and now? Like this. Right, no, that's the thing, and then nothing changed. Exactly. And and he comes out today, and uh, and just right off the bat, he starts out with just this, just just listen. At our best, the NFL sets an example that makes a positive difference. Unfortunately, over the past several weeks, we have seen all too much of the NFL doing wrong. That starts with me. I said this before back on August 28th and I say it again now. I got it wrong in the handling of the Ray Rice matter and I'm sorry for that. Can you imagine if we said that like to Bob our executive producer if we were just saying hey you know I got it wrong Um, you know I'm sorry Uh, you know I, I, I will try to do better um, you know, I, I handled it wrong. He puts the whole, the NFL, the the way it's you know on fire right now, he puts that in his uh, blame. Uh, he says everything's on the table. I mean, why not just, why would you have this guy around if he's and taking this, responsibility for this whole and, thing? And this holds a lot larger implications than anything we could do here at WFUV that we'd have to explain to Bob Ahrens. This guy is in charge of 
one of the most lucrative businesses in the world and setting an example for millions of people who watch this every week. And you basically gave a message the last couple of months that these things don't matter to us as much as they should. And I mean, that's what a terrible couple of weeks. I mean, this has been every day on the, not just sports center, the news. I mean, the real news. We kind of like the to, real news. We like to, that's, I love saying it that way because I, at least for myself, I don't want to speak for you and everybody else, but I like to just escape to the sports world where I feel like it's not the real world. I don't have to deal with the real world, but this is, this has become talk everywhere. You know, how could you expect when this all started it not to get to this point based on the way it was all handled? Let's get to the next Goodell cut. We strongly, strongly condemn and will punish behavior that is totally unacceptable. Domestic violence, including child abuse, sexual assault, irresponsible ownership or handling of firearms, the illegal use of alcohol or drugs. These activities must be condemned and stopped through education and discipline. I really enjoy that. Look, here, th- th- here's, here's a law that was broken. Here's another law that you can break. Here are all these bad thing, bad thing, <laughs> bad thing, crime, bad thing, terrible thing. We will not stand for that. I mean, like, what? what? This guy took 45 minutes out of our days <laughs> to not say anything. He didn't answer yeah. any questions. Mm-hmm. He asked a bunch of questions. He said a bunch of general truths like, uh, you know, d- drugs are drugs are bad. Uh Domestic violence is bad. Uh, you know, child abuse, that's bad. I mean, he didn't say anything. The guy just stood up there, made a complete fool of himself. I mean, I think what's even more important than that is that he did go up there and do that, and we all know that, and I don't know if it's really going to matter that much at the end of the day, that I don't think he can really do anything to put himself... I mean, if he can last through all of this... He can last through a 40-minute press conference where he doesn't help himself at all. But that's the point, I think, is that he can't – the NFL can't – I think we're learning the NFL can't be hurt. I mean, the NFL was put in a worse position by this press conference than the 09 Mets were put by injuries. I mean, this was just (laughs) – I think this made it a lot worse because he was faced with these tough questions and he couldn't provide logical or or just – he couldn't provide any answers. He didn't answer any questions. They were, you know, he was asked, do the owners support you? Uh, And here's what he, we actually have that question. Here's what he said to that. Do you believe that right now you have the full support of all 32 owners in the NFL backing you in what you're doing right now? Peter, I believe I have the support of the owners. Uh, That has been clear to me. Uh, They obviously expect us to do a better job. And as I said to uh, several, I don't like to let down anybody, Peter. Uh, Myself, it starts with myself. I hold myself to the highest possible standards. So when I make a mistake or I don't get something right, it bothers me more than anybody. I think the owners have seen that in me. I think they know that we have always tried to do the right thing. Here's just a hanging breaking ball to Roger Goodell right now. (laughs) 50 mile an hour. Ephus right down the heart <laughs> of the plate sure from Peter that, King. Said it before the show. That I was hilarious. Sure that Look, I, I don't like to upset anybody. You know, I I, I mean, I, this guy. No, I, I don't think that he has full support of the owners. I will say that 
the owners and you know Goodell work very closely, and I think that the owners would maybe look out for him. Um, there's also been talk. I've been watching. You know, the, the players. Some of these players are kind of upset that maybe the owners run this league and they don't have as much of a say. And we were talking about before the show. A lot of them voicing their opinions. Mm-hmm. on Twitter today, and it was very fun, especially, maybe my favorite part of the press conference, because they would pop up on the screen as Goodell was saying, you know, it is spewing inconsistencies. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was like a Sidney Rice, like, boo this, man. <laughs> I mean, it was hilarious. Uh, that was, I think that was the, that was probably the funniest one. Um, I mean, some of them are... Darius Butler, this press conference is pointless. Yeah, some of them are more just, you know, to the point, a lot of them have little jokes in there. Dante Stallworth just kind of quotes him. I don't know if there was like a follow-up tweet to that. ESPN didn't post it. He just kind of quoted it. So maybe he actually thinks Goodell was, you know, said something good. But, I mean, you know, when you see a lot of these tweets, that's not the uh, general feeling. And I can understand where they're coming from in this because, you know, we've seen it. I think the Jim Irsay thing comes to mind. When he gets, you know, when he gets in trouble for a DUI, he's an owner. He's not held up to the, the no, well, they want to make all. sure he's held up to the same standard, and that's not always the case. And well, with the same along the same lines, Terrell Thomas, Giants cornerback, tweeted that Goodell can say, "I'm sorry, I messed up." Players have to go through due process. Right. Hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. That's the perfect one that goes to that because they're not held to the same standard. You know, the own like the owners, and you know, they te- Goodell technically works for them, but. They I absolutely do run the league. There's no question no, on who's absolutely. in charge. The players are, I mean, they're expendable pieces in the business. Don't you find it at all ironic that the NFL acted on this video, they acted on the public's reaction. The public had a reaction to the video, they had a reaction after the video to the following charges that came out, all mm. of a sudden, Greg Hardy was public enemy yeah. number two no, this or, hap- or number yeah, three. This happens. The Adrian Peterson things comes out. I mean, everything, like you I mean, it's just kind Did of you, obvious. Have in you this ever world. heard of Ray McDonald a week ago? Right. Well, I, I had, but I'm sure a lot of other well, people you're, yeah, had well, not. Yeah, you're just, you know, but, but my than all point of us. here is it's ironic because the NFL reacted to the public's reaction, and all of a sudden now the public is upset with the NFL. It's like the NFL was listening they were they were scrolling through twitter they were trying to listen to nfl fans and say we we got a nail ray rice you know we we can't let the, i mean even though i don't think that they were allowed to nail ray rice and i think that Again? the nfl P, yeah i think the That's nfl gonna pa is going to win right. this appeal but the point is they reacted to the public trying to appeal to the public like look we're you know we're listening you, you're right. appalled by this video we're going to punish ray rice and then now the public is like but you're lying to us. No, like, yeah, y- it y- makes y- perfect sense to me because they wouldn't admit that. I think that the public should be angry that it took the public reaction to get a reaction from the NFL. There was no reaction at the beginning. You know, we've talked about it numerous times here on you know this show and one on one, and it, it was just unbelievable. The fir- the Ray Rice, the first time that news came out when he suspended two games, and you heard the story, and you're like, that doesn't sound right. Two, yeah, right. and he that even said he was wrong, right. and then it, it takes the video to to. And Speed I mean, I, and maybe I'm a little different. I didn't understand the general public reaction to the video because shouldn't you be just as appalled to hearing right. that in the first I, place? I was with you there. You yeah. didn't need to see it. Obviously, seeing it is tough, but I didn't need to see that to know how terrible that was and that that's not a good thing to do and that he should have gotten more than two games in the first place. I think that's where, you know what, the, I think the public was right that the NFL needed to have this all this come out for them to say, oh, you know what, people are going to watch this video and be appalled 
we have to act on this. And then on Are you the, kidding? Yeah, yeah, and then they lie about it. You know, they, yeah. they say, "Oh well, he, he didn't tell us the truth," and blah blah blah. Um, it, it, it told you by, enough <laughs> by doing that. I, I mean, it was almost, it's almost like, you know, you, you, they should have come out and just said, "Look, we punished Ray Rice once. We can't legally do anything here," and I don't think that they can. And, and I kind of want to go back to the Ray Rice thing because I, I was talking, I talked with you know some of my friends about yeah. this. I, I mean, Ray Rice could be on an NFL field this year. If you think about yeah. it, yeah, because he's well right through now, the appeal. You think right? He's right now a free agent, mm-hmm. and uh, he was cut by the Ravens. The NFLPA has a great case here. I mean, absolutely, you can't. You can't they they're claiming that you can't punish a guy twice when you. And, and I believe that's the way. Right, you criminal you law works. Yeah, in this you country. can't it, just be just based on a, a newer video. And then, of course, the NFL claims that they. Uh, Ray Rice didn't disclose what happened. There were there were I think five or six reports that said Ray Rice yeah. told Goodell he punched his fiance. One report said he told him he slapped his fiance. But is that any better? I mean, right. which just shouldn't matter. The point is, you can't punish the guy well, twice. Well, you know what? He, so what he, happens? He he should be on an NFL field this year, and that's not because of what he did. Because of what he did, he should get the full punishment that they can dish out. I believe in that. But you know what? They screwed up. They screwed up giving him the two games right away, and you're right. They can't do it again. They're probably going to lose. And then Ray Rice is going to end up on a field when he shouldn't, but legally, well, it's the way it's going to turn that's out. Up, now, that's up to the NFL teams, but, I, I mean, there's a uh, part of think, me that believes do that— Do you think not—he'll go—every single team will say, no, that's we're, what I'm we're saying. staying away. I, I think that— You don't think there's one—there's got to be no, one team that's what that'll I, say I that. do think yeah. that there's one team, given Ray Rice's track record, they're going to want him— on, I mean, the same thing with Adrian Peterson. They, yeah. There would have—that's why the Vikings didn't cut Adrian Peterson. I think they realized— They want him back. The, right, the unfortunate truth that— a lot of teams are willing to look past somebody you know, else. This will forgive those transgressions and put him on that teams, team. The, the Patriots, Dante Stallworth killed yep. a guy. Yep. I mean, and this is not like a, a Ray Rice killed a guy situation. Dante Stallworth ran someone over with his car mm-hmm. while he was intoxicated and killed a guy and came back in the NFL. Yeah. And you're talking about Adrian Peterson, who right now has still not been formally, you know, he, he has not been convicted of anything. Yeah. He, you know, right now he's facing charges of child abuse. You had the Ray Rice thing. We all know what he did. But, I, I mean, domestic violence is terrible. I don't think any of these guys really have a place in the league. But well, we're it, talking about a guy and, and who, you know, mur- who, not murdered, but took another man's life, yeah. came back in the NFL. Well, and to go back to to go back to Peterson, I think Goodell actually did, in, at least in my eyes, get, did the Vikings a service today because we're not, we, we didn't lead off with the, ridiculousness that was the Minnesota Vikings after last week saying, yeah, he's going to play Sunday. And then uh, the day right. later, oh, okay, no, he isn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? What's going on? It's, unbe- it's just unbelievable. Yeah, it's, someone, someone's going to pick up. I mean, someone's going to pick up. So we kind of forgot about. he's in the free agent pool. Right, uh, yeah. I mean, well, maybe he goes, if, maybe he goes this year, you know, maybe, and then maybe go, he goes this season without it. But next year, no doubt he's playing football. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. There's not a doubt in my mind. And, and there's a good chance he's going to play this year. And I also talked with uh, with a lawyer buddy of mine, actually, at JL Walsh on Twitter. I think everyone, well, he's not everyone, but every, like people like Walsh. Um, he was telling me that, you know, the fact that there's an, also an indefiniteness about it, like yeah. there's no fixed suspension, you you can't really do that. Um, it's going to be an interesting case because – like, the NFL, what does that mean? Right. Well, it depends on, on right. Exactly. <laughs> what is it, that? It depends on what the NFL, you know, what happened with the investigation and, and the talk with Ray Rice. But not only the fact that you know they had Ray Rice and Janae Rice in the same room, which is like one oh like like 
investigation, right. domestic violence yeah. 101. You don't have Absolutely. the victim Absolutely. and the perpetrator in the same room. Absolutely. But there's so many things flawed. Goodell today admitted that he was flawed in the process, that he not only was flawed in the process, but then he got it wrong. It's Listen, it's I don't mess. think that the press conference absolutely killed him. I know it's ridiculous and it does absolutely nothing to help. I don't think it killed him, but I also don't think, and I'm I, I'm kind of, I'm a bit glad at the reaction to this, is that nobody's coming out and saying, oh, good job. Because I did hear people saying, when, because he came out of, a while ago and said, hey, I messed up on the Ray Rice, uh, you know, the Ray Rice suspension before the video came out. He did that. He said, oh, I messed up. I should have been bigger. And pe- some people were like, oh, you know what? Good for him admitting it. Right. I, yeah, no. Don't get it wrong in the first place. How about, you know, you're, listen, me and you go back to, uh, I mean, maybe this comparison doesn't really work, but I think it does. If you you mess up around here, most of the time we're going to get away with it because we don't have that. We're not in control of that much of life. Right. But, but also we're talking Roger about in charge a of a lot of life. crime too. Yeah. He's in charge of a lot. And deciding a lot and giving off a image of a just multi-million dollar industry, you can't mess up. Yeah, if I, we if, can mess up, if, if we but if we hit a woman, we're getting fired. I mean, that's it. Yes, like you, you you're you, oh you, absolutely. I, I think the message here before we move Me on, and you wouldn't be suspended two podcasts. Yes, don't don't hit women, don't hit men, children. Don't, don't hit, hit children, don't hit each other. Like no. let's not do that. Uh, it's domestic violence, in the words of Jonathan Dwyer. I think I just had to mix that in there because Jonathan Dwyer, we also didn't mention, he's um, facing some pretty he's bad domestic violence yep. charges. And he tweeted um, a, a couple days ago, right actually, after the Ray Rice stuff, right? About, to kind of defend. He, well, he was just talking about domestic violence, and he said domestic violence. <laughs> So that was not a good look for him. All right, let's let's forget uh, about it uh, that if we can, um, because we all we do have to talk about the rest of the league here. Even though who knows who's going to be watching, uh, I will definitely be watching. We have an interesting week coming up. We already we started uh, last night with the Bobby Rainey nightmare. Um, <laughs> Your I, boy, it's it's I, it's a sad day for Rainey Nation. I saw that tweet. It's a sad sad day for Rainey Nation. You know what though. He did manage to to haul in like seven passes in garbage time. He did. Um, it was not all his fault. <laughs> I think at least one of the touchdowns was his fault. The Buccaneers are just bad. bad. <laughs> yeah, I I mean they went to their backup QB. He didn't. Glennon didn't do anything. Yeah, Accound certainly didn't do anything. The defense was awful. Uh, the Falcons' run defense. The Falcons' defense in general was supposed to be bad coming into this game, and uh, you Looked know pretty good yesterday. Yeah, and so did Devin Hester. We got to give props to Devin Hester Absolutely. for passing Deion Sanders for uh, most returns. And that all was time. just pretty cool that that ended up being on Thursday night with Deion Sanders, you know, in the building. You know, I guess if this game was on a Sunday, that wouldn't happen. So that was pretty cool. Um, Devin Hester just seems like a cool guy, you know. Like, if, well, they were saying uh, Nance was saying on the broadcast last night, and he loves to use those superlatives. Yeah. But he was saying that you know, there's something that looks different about the way Devin Hester's playing right now. That, right. Well, he know, talked about it. Yeah, I, I, I saw a quote that he's just, you know, last couple of years in Chicago, just, you know, I hated it. You know, I wasn't, you know, because he was throwing well, around so many corner, roles. Yeah. yeah to, to wide receiver. And right. then, like, what, even when he was a receiver, you had a lot more. of guys ahead of yeah. him. Now with the, the Falcons, the Fal- I mean, let's recognize that the Falcons still have three receivers ahead of Per, um, right. Devin Hester, like Devin Hester is still the fourth receiver. But you know what? He's getting. I mean, Julio, uh, Roddy White didn't play last night, right? So now, yeah, he's he gonna became get t- the three. He's going to get time in here, and he, yeah. I think he just likes the environment better. And I think you can. I mean, 
I, if, if it comes from his mouth, I believe it. He's just in a better position right now for himself. They're so. also using Eric Weems more, which I like. He's mm-hmm. he was their return man like, two years ago. Uh, they're starting to use some of those some of those speedy guys. But yeah, I mean, it's it was cool to see Hester do that. And I think that Hester. Um, so that's that's all time. That's punt. And, it's just kick returns. Just returns. Yeah. I was trying to think of it. I didn't look it up because I wasn't that interested. But I, if it was in interceptions in there, because he was a cornerback, it's just kick. Yeah. Right? I, so I well. I think it ha- it doesn't have to do with it's special teams returns. I think. Okay, because so, he returned that that field goal. Remember the right. missed field goal, right? And okay. yeah, and he returned. Uh, and yeah, and then like uh, kickoffs and punts. It's a lot of returns. Twenty actually. Is it 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20 now? now? Yeah, twenty. New record. Yeah, I, I will say though, um, I don't think as uh, people are going to come out today. You know, I think they already have on Sports Center and all those you know ridiculous shows, and they go. Oh, for, you know, he's, he's uh, the best kick returner ever, Devin Hester, best punt returner ever. I, I you can't, you can, okay. It's I'm not good. saying Dante Hall is, but that that two year stretch mm-hmm. that Dante Hall had, oh three yeah. to oh four. You can even throw oh two in there. Um, I, I don't know if I. That's very comparable to Devin Hester's maybe. Peak. Well, and you, uh, and you two, don't know also who, and Deion Sanders. Some of these guys who you've seen flashes of, and then teams stop using there because that happened with Hester a little bit in Chicago too. They didn't want to, you know, if he's your most explosive guy. Some of the some teams were feeling, well, let's not get him hurt on a special teams play. Let's just incorporate him in other areas and not get him hurt. You know, so it'd be interesting to see if some of these other explosive guys who don't return kicks return kicks. But I mean, you know, I guess you can't argue with the numbers. He's, I mean, if you're gonna be ranking them, and it's tough to do over generations but if you're going to be ranking them i mean obviously hester has to be up there he just broke the all-time record but i mean we weren't i i don't obviously don't remember Deion sanders playing but just watching the video of him he was pretty exciting too i i, I it's just more i for it's just better that those guys are the most exciting players i you can rank them who's the best returner I, you'd rather see an exciting returner i mean hester as good as it gets. Well, Sanders had. It's weird. He had. He didn't have them with too many kick return touchdowns. I think he had three. He had three in his whole career, but he had um, six punt return touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And then I, I'm. You know, maybe it was. Maybe it's total returns because he had a fumble return touchdown, and he had. I think it might have nine, been total returns. Yeah, I think it's total returns. I think you're right. So yeah, he had nine interception returns for a touchdown, a fumble recovery for a touchdown, and then. Six punts and three kicks. So, I mean, that's yeah, well, that's impressive. what helps because he played corner and Hester was there for a little bit. I don't right. know if any of Hester's were touched interception returns. But, but yeah, Dante. I'm saying Dante Hall from from '03 to '04. Um, he was because he had or even st- uh, t- 2002 to 2004. Mm-hmm. He had four punt return touchdowns and he had three kick return touchdowns. And then he and followed it up in 2004 three, with two. That was one year, or those that, that was the two year. Yeah, that period. was 2002. Doesn't if that's you want to combine '02, '03, '04. Dante Hall had four kick return touchdowns and five sorry five kick return touchdowns and four punt return touchdowns. So he had nine returns in three, in three years. years. Yeah, which is uh, like that's what I'm saying. That stretch to yeah. me, if if he could have kept that up yeah. for his whole career, he would have been the greatest returner of all time. And I, I think that might be the greatest three year stretch. Um, but I mean, these three really are who we're going to talk about with with return guys. Um, other than that. In the NFL, now we talked a lot about kick returns and punt returns. Well, what else are we uh, going to talk about from last night? Well, let's talk about Colin Kaepernick. Um, he he didn't look. I I want to talk about him a little bit. I think this is kind of a curveball. Well, no, yeah, here. he he looked not that great in the fourth quarter last week. No. He's dealing with a back injury. Looks like he's going to play. He also got Tony Romo dealing with an injury. I think he's going to play. 
Um, the Bears receivers are still banged up. These are just a couple of the injuries that we're watching throughout the week. Um, but let's start there with the Niners because I think that's an interesting case. They almost win last week. Um, and Well, they should have. Right. Last week. And Crabtree with the, you know, the play at the end and he kind of, you know, just a little inconsistency in his route. So you have to feel for him there. But yeah, I think they should have won last week. I, I, this is still my team. I, this is my first NFL Friday hosting. So I didn't mm-hmm. get to pick a Super Bowl winner or a Super Bowl team. I'm going to say, even though they're not the same team as last year, the Niners go back to the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm going to stick with that even through mm. last week. Because um, that was a tough game to watch the end of. I'll well, admit that. It was not the way they wanted to open that stadium. Beautiful stadium, by the Beautiful, way. Beautiful, yeah. Um, we, we were both there, right? Well, yeah, and, yeah we were. I think it's 40 miles from San Francisco. Really? That's a long, yeah, it's in Santa Clara. That's a long way away. I don't know a lot about California, but it's, that seems like it's pretty. It's well. not like in San Francisco. But, uh, I mean, I, in terms of them going far, I guess you can't use the argument that you know, oh, well, they didn't look good last week because Seattle didn't look good that good last week. And is that going to stop people from picking Seattle to go all the way? Is, is that know? more of Seattle's defense breaking down, or is that Phil Rivers I don't know. Being because, you know, Phil Rivers can Phil Rivers have games. <laughs> Phil Rivers can have games where he seems like he's in that upper echelon of quarterbacks. But we saw what Seattle did to the top level of quarterback. I mean, they just... Peyton Manning could do nothing against them in the biggest stage. So, I don't know. I well, mean, you, you got to be able to give a, a team, when it's on one week, you got to be able to give a team a break, I guess. I guess they just didn't come out their best and Phillip Rivers took advantage of it. I think Peyton Manning is not as good of... Now, I know I know Peyton Manning not as good. You're immediately very skeptical. I, I he's he's good at kind of getting around pressure, but he's not great. I think Phil Rivers is a little better in that aspect. Right. Um, and... You look at the film from last week, and he faced a lot of pressure from that Seahawks defense. It's not like they were sitting by and, you know, maybe mm-hmm. the offensive line was giving good protection. Phil Rivers was swarmed, but he was getting rid of the ball. He's making great throws, stepping up. Um, Antonio so, Gates was like four or five years ago right. Antonio Gates. And, I mean, there, there are some guys, and I've always said it, there are some guys who are completely made by their offensive line, mm-hmm. and and you know like Peyton Manning's a guy who's just not used to like when he sees he's pressure he's flustered. Like, like Tom Brady flustered under pressure, and there you know there are certain guys who have been around you know who have kind of gotten pressured enough in their career, maybe even in their college career, or have good legs that are able to get away from it, maneuver around it. Um, and you know, those are just two, you know, classic pocket passers that just don't face pressure very well. And I think Phil Rivers did a good job yet, uh, last week of stepping up and, and he can take a hit, right? He, yeah, he, he can, took, he, took a lot of hits. Yeah. And he can, he, I, I, he's definitely at the point of his career where that doesn't, you know, affect him. He, he, he could face that kind of pressure. He can stare that down and he, he can just plain and simple, take a hit and still, produce and I guess that's something you know he's not he's not in the Brady Manning Rogers realm but you know what it, it, it does say something to face a defense like that where you know pressure is coming and you can still do well and again it's a defense that these other quarterbacks don't do that well against you know who else isn't in the Brady Manning Rogers realm who Eli Manning and the Giants <laughs> We'll kick it over to Christian O'Hara. 
The Giants will certainly have their hands full this week in the Meadowlands as they face off against the Houston Texans in a must-win game. Last week, New York showed signs of improvement against Arizona, but could not make enough big plays to come out on top in a more than winnable game. The offensive line protected Eli much better than in Week 1, and it showed in Eli's performance, completing 67% of his passes and throwing two touchdowns. However, Big Blue could not get the running game going at all, something the team needs for any type of success this season. Costly drops by Victor Cruz and a non-contact fumble by Rashad Jennings sealed the Giants' fate and dropped them to 0-2 for the second year in a row. This week, J.J. Watt and the Houston Texans, sporting a 2-0 record, will try to wreak havoc on Eli and the offensive line. Watt is regarded by many around the National Football League as the best defensive player in all of football. New York is certainly aware of his presence, and Coach Coughlin spoke about Watt this week. He's a very good football player, very energetic. They move him around, they play him in different spots. He comes off the ball very, very well. He has outstanding energy, endurance. Uh, so there's no doubt people have to be aware of where he is. Big Blue will need to continue to improve on the offensive line, protecting Eli again and starting to establish a run game. On the other side of the ball, the defense has not played terribly, but has yet to force a turnover. Since the Giants are a work in progress on offense, they need a big play or two out of their defense on Sunday to help win the ever-so-important turnover battle. I do think the defense will manage to force a turnover on Sunday. I also believe, against all odds, that New York will find a way to win on Sunday. If Eli can play like he did last week, the points will come. With that being said, I like the Giants in a must-win game 24-20. For WSUV Sports, I'm Christian O'Hara. So thank you, Christian. And now we, there's your mic. We bring there in we Christian go. to talk a little about the Giants. Um, yeah, so what about come. what about Eli Manning's league-leading four interceptions yes. gives you confidence coming into Sunday? Well, you know, Kenny, um, Week One was not pretty at all. Um, as I'm adjusting my mic here. Okay, so we can go down and break down each interception if you'd like. Um, well, but I don't think we have the time. No, to do so that. yeah, we don't have to do that. But um, he's, had, he's had two interceptions in right. each of his games. Clearly, he right. needs to improve. Right. So um, week one, I, I I think was more of the Giants' offensive line couldn't even you know begin to handle the the, the Lions' front. Week two, they they did a better job of of creating a pocket for Eli, and um, the first interception was a terrible interception by Eli. I don't know what he was doing. Uh, he it looked like he was trying to throw to Cruz, um, and he just. Didn't didn't have it, but it bounced off a typical Eli interception. Yeah. Bounced off a defensive line. I, I really pads. do believe that there there's never been a quarterback in history who's had more yeah, interceptions been, that have gone off somebody else, like a, yeah, uh, his own player's so, helmet yeah. or somebody's right, right. And, but, uh, uh, Let me just say it happened a lot to Mark Sanchez, but no one right. ever likes to talk about that. Mark Sanchez stinks, Kenny. Okay. Anyway, uh, so yeah, going Eli back Manning to looks <laughs> just the same right now. Going back to uh, all right. So then after that first interception, Eli was twelve of fifteen, a buck seventy five, and two touchdowns. Now, that second interception came, I get there was like t- 10 seconds left, he just threw it up, they lost the game anyway, they were down by 11, yeah. All right. that's a garbage interception. Now, um, he's always been a guy, we, we know this, that, that has um, turned the ball over way too much. That's just something that the Giants have accepted, that's something that, you know, unfortunately, you know, after 10 years you'd think fans would know, alright, Eli's gonna throw, the, throw one or two picks on Sunday, but you know what, um... He did look a lot better than in week one. He had a he, he was twenty six for thirty nine, a sixty seven percent completion percentage. Everybody laughed and said, "Oh, you know, he's not going to go through seventy percent." Um, 
the, through the entire yeah. season. Well, I don't think that's going to happen. I do think that pretty lofty um, goal, right? That 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 one game shows that all right that they're they're making strides. Fourteen points in both games though is very is very well, concerning. You got to put the ball in the end zone and win win football games. Well, it's it not seemed like science. more of the mistakes in game two were just those you know ridiculous. You know yeah. the fumbles and yeah. things, the right. things you got you can't do if yeah. you're going to be a winning team. Very winnable game on but Sunday. It that does. They, they gave away. Did it seem to I you? I mean, in, uh, in talk about very winnable. I mean, you can't beat Drew Stanton. I think there's a yeah. problem there. That's, yeah, no, they, there that game was had all the opportunities for them to win that game. But at the very least, it, since yeah, Eli did look a bit better. Do you think that this new offense at least did they look a little bit better in it? I guess because yes. Even though the That's point what we're out, for. right, even though the point production was the same, and on paper you're like, oh, you know, 14 points through two games, you know, it it doesn't look pretty. The way that they played, and they played with a certain pace, and they played like uh, that more more so that they knew what they were doing. Eli got the ball. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, no. You would hope that a team knew yeah. knew who was doing its own I mean, offense. Honestly, on, yeah, no, honestly, no, but, that's but exactly what that's right. a, that's a good point right. because it's going to take them, I think, at least right. six to eight weeks to actually fully I adjust agree. to this but new yeah, offense. That's going to be unacceptable, though. That's, that's the, the point. Whole, that's it, is this right. is this team going to be one of the five worst teams this year? Because it halfway through the season, yeah. you'll finally hit your stride with your offense. Offense, learning your offense, and I mean, how how bad is it going to be until then? I mean, it, I mean, they just lost to Drew Stanton. It looks like it's going to be pretty bad. And, and I, I do want to bring up Victor Cruz for a second oh. here because uh, he he it, he just does not look good at all. Um, now, let, let, let me just let me just give my giant spiel for a second. I, I feel bad for Eli Manning because he has no real weapons That's out there. Not- Larry Donnell. <laughs> um, he looks good early on. I I, I think he looks kind of legit. Hey. He's big. He's a red zone target. But yeah. look, he, he should not be your your number <laughs> one or number two guy. I mean, it's I mean red zone maybe. But the the point here is Victor Cruz. When you look back at when the Giants won a Super Bowl, when he won his Super Bowl, you had Manningham and Knicks. um and you had Knicks and you and Knicks was playing very well at that right. time, and it wasn't like his late Giants yeah. career. I mean that was that was prime Knicks. You know, and he was he was in the slot like he is now, but you know they had to cover outside, and they were other guys you had to pay attention to, and they even had uh, their tight end there was Ballard, was it Ballard? Ballard then? Yeah, and, the, yeah, and, and yeah. he and he had a good year. I mean, and you know, Giants tight ends do seem to have good years uh, all the time with Eli, with Eli. right? But so that there's there's my point. You had four legit weapons out there. Right. Victor yeah. Cruz is the only weapon. I don't think Jernigan is. I don't think Jernigan belongs above the fourth receiver spot. Who is out for the year now? Right. I don't think Ruben Randall uh, has really shown us anything in the last couple of years. Even though there was all that talk uh, last year at camp. Okay, this is his year. He's going to bust out, and the Giants have a bad season. And I mean, do, do you see anything? That maybe gives you any confidence with at least the passing guy because look the Rashad Jennings and then Will, I do like Williams a lot. Yeah, I think that that's I think Williams has the potential listen, to be a nice those, back. And those fumbles, you know, Jennings fumbles. They, listen, running backs fumble the ball. That's going to happen. But he seems he, he's had a track record the last couple of years that he's you know he'll be he'll be all right. He'll running be okay. backs fumble the ball, Matt, but not when nobody touches them. I know. So you know that I was, was not, that was frustrating. Um, and you know it's yeah, going to be funny. So. Are we going to see more of Andre Williams? Uh, on Sunday, because Coughlin, you know, you saw with David Wilson, he fumbled when somebody actually stripped the ball from him. So, yeah. uh, but going back to your question, Kenny, um, it's it's pretty bleak right now at that wide receiver position, um, and it makes Eli not yeah, look very it, good. Exactly, and, and you know what? Uh, when when you got a guy that goes to the paper after week one and says, "I need the ball more." <laughs> And then Eli gets him the ball more, yep. and in important, crucial situations, you drop the ball. 
Well, and you're supposed to be a captain. Yeah. He's a captain of the team, nonetheless. Uh, nonetheless, excuse me. And, you know, Randall did have that one, uh, one-handed grab in the end zone. But again, Kenny, to your point, it's not like he and Eli are on the same page constantly. They don't have that rapport that, you know, a, a veteran quarterback and, you know, Randall, this, is, this is Randall's third or fourth year. Would, would would have you think? And you're right. Larry Donnell looked like the superstar of the offense, <laughs> which says a lot about where this Giants offense hey, you know is what? right now. You yeah, yeah, you, tight ends last and, and you. But I, I guess to kind of overall, just to kind of cap this off. Right. I mean, you look at the offensive struggles. You look at the fact that the Giants have given up 60 points in two weeks. I, I is this one of the worst teams in football this year? I it, the sad fact is, I think that we, it looks like that's going to be the case in Tom Coughlin's final year. I mean. I, Look, you you, you mentioned right. all the offensive woes. The defense, you said, looked a little better at the end of last week, which is encouraging. But right. uh, the NFC East does not look very weak this year. I mean, Kirk Cousins looks capable in RG3's absence. I think, um, you know, maybe the Dallas Cowboys don't look great, but the Eagles are certainly just clicking on offense. This is the Eagles division. Um, yeah, no doubt. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah. But the point is, the competition, I mean, DeMarco Murray also looked unbelievable last week. He yeah, led the yeah. league in rushing last week. I just I don't know if it if the Giants are not I don't I think the Giants might be the worst team in this division which last year w- would have been weird because they were this division was not good last right, year but right. it does look improved and it doesn't look like the Giants have really caught up right last last thing I'm going to say uh, you know about about uh, the Giants because we have to move on a lot will be determined this week if the Giants can somehow like I said in my report against all odds win the football game <laughs> then maybe we're talking because Houston. Has a pretty good defense, you know. Obviously, with with Watt and Cushing and and guys like that. If they go zero and three, I could I could see the Giants finishing the season probably like four and twelve. To be honest, because uh, you know if we'll say and that, then uh, no, and then on Thursday night they we'll go they it. go to Washington on a short week, and you know Kirk Cousins is in there looking pr- pretty pretty impressive. You know what though, they could win uh, that game. They can. I really do think Matt. They, could win they that can game. win that game. But if 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 they're not going to win a must win game at home. Right. When are they going to win? That's true. It, it, you you are right. This week is going to say a lot, and they're going to have to slow down the Texans' offense to yes. have a, a chance here because of the offensive woes and especially because of the good defense. We'll see how Eli does under pressure. Um, who are you guys taking in this game? But Before I, I cap it off here, who who you got? Um, against everything I've seen and everything scientific about this, <laughs> I'm going with the Giants. Well, yeah, we, I uh, forgot you we know, didn't get but, your, uh, your I'm going there. 24-20 Giants, but again, like I said, if... I don't see, you know, improvement on either side of the ball, and they just go out there and play like, you know, they've played the last two weeks. I don't know when they're going to win a football game. Matt? Well, for the video viewers of our podcast, just kidding. We don't have any video viewers. <laughs> you can't see my He's holding up an Eli Manning jersey. $40 Eli Manning I'm still jersey. a believer, Matt. I just don't know when we're going to get that first I threw it on win. just for the pod. Um, listen, they're a team that gets in their own way. They should have oh, won that game. Absolutely. We, absolutely. They should have won. Absolutely. Yeah. I, Talent-wise, I don't think they're one of the worst teams in football. they got to put I it think together. That, yeah, exactly. Too often they play like one of the worst teams. They don't put it together. You know, it, Eli's weapons are either non-existent or hurt. Um, as much as they do need to win this game, as much as I think they could win this game and win next week, I don't think they're going to win this game. I don't. I just, I mean. Which I, is extremely the Texans, valid. Texans have the best turnover margin in the league through the Plus first five, two games. Yeah. And, yeah, it's the first two games, but that is not good for a like we just talked about a guy who Giants have accepted that Eli turns the ball over as crazy as that is. Um I mean, but they have to. I mean, the guys led the league in interceptions no, I know. not only it the just last become, two years, it's just become what we're total expecting. interceptions. Yeah, I'm it, not saying year it, after year, but as as a Giants fan, you just kind of come to expect it and you say, right. "All right, can we overcome so, those two picks that we I, I don't think get? going up against an improved defense with a 
rejuvenated J.J. Watt is the best thing for them in a team that's been turn- causing turnovers the last right. couple of weeks. I just they got to win at some point. But yeah, yeah exactly. I don't know and, you know, week. just to be clear, sorry, Kenny, just to be clear, I'm picking the Giants this week for one reason and one reason only. I have no idea when they're going to win if they don't win this <laughs> so game. So it might as well be this they're week. They're playing at Washington on the road, and then they're going to play an Atlanta team at home who just won the, the football game 56-14. All right. Full is yours. Well, thank you, Christian. And I got the te- I got the Texans in this one. Yeah, They're yeah. one and a half point favorites. They're absolutely going to cover that. I think they win by t- at least a touch. I'll, I'll say they win by. Uh, I'll say they win by six. I, I think ha- the Giants. Gi- maybe the Giants do something. Maybe the Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't know. I had to bring in. <laughs> I had to. I had to bring in the Eli jersey just to redeem myself for acknowledging that they are just. They're bad. All right. Not a good football. A team that's also bad, but maybe not as bad <laughs> is the Jets. <laughs> And it is our pleasure to introduce Kelly Coltis with our Jets report. The Jets surprised everyone, myself included, when they went into halftime ahead of the Packers last week. Obviously missed opportunities, penalties, and the badly called timeout ultimately cost the Jets a win. Still, they showed guts, courage, and an ability to hang with one of the top teams in the league. The Jets are now heading into the second game of the worst stretch of their season. This week, their defense faces Jay Cutler, Matt Forte, Alshon Jeffries, and of course, Brandon Marshall. Head coach Rex Ryan joked that his team better get used to facing these amazing wide receivers. Well, that's a challenge because you don't have guys that great. I guess we can put our tight ends out there, but they, you know, they generally run better than, than our guys. So, uh, you know, that that's definitely a challenge. There's there's uh, no, you know, no question about it. And but I think you know the one kid that's only one of those in the league. Oh, I'm sorry. Back-to-back weeks, we got him right. And speaking of their quarterback, Jay Cutler is coming off of a great four-touchdown performance in San Francisco. That's impressed many, including Rex. This kid might have the strongest arm in the league, so that you have to defend the whole field. It's not that, you know, he can't throw outside the numbers. And then there's, you know, he's got a quick release. Still, I think the Jets have a shot. They were able to get to Rodgers in the second half, and Cutler is a much less mobile quarterback. In just 11 games last year, Cutler was picked off 12 times, sacked 19, and fumbled 5. If the front seven can get to him and force a few turnovers, that would take the pressure off of the secondary. And believe me, they need it. Dean Milner looked pretty bad last week, and Jordy Nelson had a field day. As for Geno Smith, he's shown that he can step up and make the big play. On fourth down last week, he had that comeback touchdown before it was called back. If he can protect the football, I think he has a shot to lead a few scoring drives. Monday night's matchup will be a nail-biter and one that is won in the trenches. If the Jets' front seven steps up, I say Jets 27, Bears 24. With the... I'm Kelly Coltis, WFUV Sports. Oh, and thank you, Kelly. And yeah, the Jets didn't have the greatest of endings to that game. Uh, and everyone will talk about the, you know, the, the Sheldon Richardson timeout, which which baffles me because oh uh, Sheldon Richardson's voice is a lot different than Rex Ryan's voice. <laughs> and Sheldon Richardson whispered in the ear of the referee, timeout, timeout, timeout. Um, but only the, I don't know. So well, the, I was the, watching... the Jets, the Jets I, I tweeted when the Jets went up 21 nothing. I said, how are the Jets going to let us down today? And I did not <laughs> expect them to what do you mean you didn't expect it? Get, you knew. Uh, the, to call a time. No, 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 no. I expected oh, expect them to lose. I didn't expect oh, them no. to, to call a timeout when they weren't allowed to call a timeout and lose the game like that. 
Um, well, I mean, who knows? They could have lost to, in overtime. To be anyway. fair, I was watching a thing that uh, Mike Pereira on Fox uh, on on the on their website was doing. Well, like, someone said that usually they'll give it. They the, just give yeah. them. They're not. They don't right. have time to look away in the last seconds of a game. And say, oh, is that right. the head no? Coach? And I'm not blaming the referee, so, but I'm no, saying that it's all. just they lost it's the Jets and they fault. should. They like they like they like legally were not allowed to lose like that. You yep. know, but they did anyway. But they found a way anyway. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of the performances that have like the Jets' performance will go unnoticed um, because of that timeout, which is the a shame. Positive performance leading up to that. Yeah, I mean they looked they looked fantastic in the For first half. Um, yeah, I mean now I was I hope I wish I was wishing Kelly was here because um, I wanted now. to ask her about <laughs> they, were, much, they were up twenty they were up twenty one nothing. And then they put in yeah. D. Milliner, and then right, who we've been hearing a lot about. And, and then they lost. They were no longer up twenty-one up. I don't know if it's his fault. I don't know if it's a coincidence, but it was just it's kind of odd that that happened. And look, they have a converted safety as one of their corners. Yeah. They have Darren Walls as their other one. Is far from. Um, yeah, it, this comes down to, and, and the same thing happens with the Giants. Both these teams are not spending a lot of money right now. Mm. It's because of the new stadium. I guess. The Jets are way under the salary cap. Why would you not <laughs> go out, sign back Darrell Revis? He could have oh, signed Cromartie. Oh, he would have come back. The Jets didn't even no offer him a, a contract in the offseason. The point is... They had the salary cap. Remember, yeah, remember, yeah. remember for years mm-hmm. with when Sanchez was under contract, when Holmes was under that ridiculous yeah. ten million dollar average a year contract. <laughs> um, you know, five years fifty. I mean, they had so many big contracts. Yeah, Bart nice. Scott, and, and it was look, we just Revis, Revis was a big a kind of, of big contract. They didn't have any room to right. sign a wide receiver. They didn't have any room to sign a left guard or, or yeah. A, they, left left guard left tack uh, left guard I think um, they didn't have any room to sign a, you know a, a, a safety like they kind of struggled with safety for a little bit they had a lot of holes and they didn't have a lot of salary cap room now they had, I believe they have around twenty million in room if not more and there were capable corners out there you could have had Cromartie back for a kind of a cheap uh, contract and they chose not to do anything uh, it, which was kind of odd and. I do think it comes down to the fact that they are still dealing with this new stadium. I think both these teams they're they're not reaching the cap. Yeah, they're they're, mean, they're making cheap acquisitions. And remember the, the all the problems with the PSLs and they had to take the PSLs off. They couldn't sell seats. I think it's taking a toll on this football these football teams and I think it's taking a toll on New York City. Well, I mean, as far as this week goes, look, maybe that's the case. But this go back to it just like the Giants, this is a game they should have won. They were up enough, and you know. We but can, they never win when they're they should win. And I know, and, and no, they always win when they should win. We could talk about who should have been back there and who should have been on defense at that point. Um, you know, Howard Wilkerson should have been on defense by the, at the end of the game. He wasn't. That's stupid. Um, plays like that and playing like that at the end of a game is not going to work. And then they come into this week and they play the Bears. Who just did the exact opposite and came back against? Yeah, we you know mentioned Kaepernick earlier. Oh, he's gonna ha- he's got you know working through some things and didn't play well at the end there. But that's a 49ers team that's much better than the Jets. 
and Chicago came all the way back. And so they did the opposite last week, and now they play the Jets. Oh, they're, they're gonna that does not bode well. Field day on that Jets. Yeah, secondary. that does not bode well. Um, the Jets' run defense still good. Well, but the only thing, and then the other side of it, the run offense is pretty good. Yeah. So, and the Bears' run defense isn't that good. So, that's the one area where maybe the Jets could get close in this game because they got a legit rushing attack. I they ma- really do. I maintain, and Jets fans will debate me on this. Uh, all the time, but I maintain that Bilal Powell is the best running back on that team. And you see, he very, him he very time mel- after time, he fights for extra yards. Chris Ivory, I'm not saying Chris Ivory, and, I'm averaging over I'm, six yards. I'm there. not saying Chris Ivory is bad. No, he's no, no. very good. He's I know where you're going good. with this, and I agree with you. I, he's a crafty guy. He gets in between tacklers. He makes guys miss. He, he's he's, he's good, very valuable, and he keeps the legs moving. And he's their third down back. But and having, I think it's a cool role for him. Absolutely, because having the three of them is terrific. You know, yeah. you, we're seeing you know teams. Where their their first guy goes down and they're relying on you know the second guy and it's not where you know your boy Bobby Rainey wasn't but, able to. But pull he's the he's a, he's a starting NFL. I mean he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna start on that team with anyway. Doug Martin there. I mean I, I hope people know I that. I hope like, not because I drafted Doug Martin way too early. We'll get the fantasy soon, Christian. Um, but uh, that is the area that redeems the Jets right now is they have three Ground absolute legit starting running backs. Three all three of those guys should start. Just about anywhere. If I mean, not the number one guy, they're going to get plenty of touches. This is the same as the Jets team that went to the AFC Championship game two years in a row. It's nearly the same. It's a young and experienced quarterback. It's a great rushing attack. Sean Green back then was mm-hmm. good. He wasn't in his good role. when in right, his role. right in his role when he and and that's a, just a general truth by the way. Absolutely. Like five second sidebar that there are some guys who can't be starting running backs in any sports. Uh, or they can't be starters. They're backups. Like I think Rashad Jennings. Is a backup. Ben Tate obviously a backup. There are a lot of guys who just can't handle. Him way too uh, hard uh, too. Uh, yeah, there are just there are guys that can't handle an every down roll. But the, so, so to that point, the Jets had a good one two punch. They have mm-hmm. a great one two three punch yep. here with these three running backs. They have a good but ground that's game. What good makes ground. It so frustrating about right. Losing but last week. The, the thing about that's different with this team is Ryan Rex Ryan blitzed the heck out of offenses, and he had two corners on the outside. That was he his could strategy. Let's have man-to-man coverage on the outside. I trust Cromartie. I trust Revis. And we're just going to blitz this team and make them throw it up. And, and now you do that, and you don't have corners to right. rely on, so it's tough. We look right. ahead to this week, and I think the Jets lose this game. I do too. But by uh, a touchdown. I don't think I think it's going to be At close, least. but I just you can't get over the fact that Jay Cutler and Brandon Marshall and Martellus Bennett and Alshon Jeffrey and Alshon Jeffrey who will likely be healthy. I mean, he didn't practice think Thursday and Friday last week. Um he already did he already playing, did yeah. practice on Thursday yeah. this week. Exactly. So I think he'll play. Um it, I I think it's a touchdown. I I think bottom line is that without that defensive backfield, they're not as good as they could be, but listen they do have some positive things on the offense. The running game, you know, they they got a shot. Bears are too good for them, though. They're going to lose by at least a touchdown. Jake Cutler's going to have a lot of fun. All right, let's go to some fantasy football. It's time for some fantasy football talk. Who are the best picks around the NFL? Plus, start them and sit them to help you win your league. Are you winning your league, Christian? Let's just preface with that. I'm one and one in my league. So All right, so not winning, but not, not totally right. losing. Didn't you uh, lose to somebody in the studio a couple weeks ago? Did I? I believe you did, unless that wasn't your team. 
It might not have been my in team. In Pusik's league? Wasn't even oh, I, I, did I lose to Pusik? What's your name in that league? Pusik has a league uh, and he didn't invite DRC me? DRC you on Sunday. Who got crushed I didn't get by invited the Charles Pusik's Wongs. league? Oh, that was you? I, hey, that was talking you? over here. That was yeah. you? So oh, I, I didn't know. know. I didn't know. All right, yeah, you, you beat me well, pretty good I was good the last guy one. in, Kenny. I was the last yeah. guy in. What is it, eight or ten? Uh, ten-man league. Yeah, ten-man league. can't have an eleven-man league. You got a 12-man league. I did the draft actually at a preseason Giants game. So. That's no excuse. I, I did a fantasy draft courtside uh, at the U.S. Open. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Determination. I was All right, guys. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'm going to go uh, two stardoms, two sit-ums, and my player to watch. Start this week, Tom Brady against the Oakland defense. Mm. Now, Tom Brady hasn't really done too well uh, in his first two games. But never bet against Tom Brady. Never bet against Tom Brady. Uh, we don't have it. Anyway. All right. So, uh, Tom Brady. There you go. There it is. Um, this Oakland defense, uh, Geno Smith threw all over them. Fitzpatrick threw to J.J. Watt for a touchdown. Start Tom Brady. Also start, this might come as a, as a surprise to you guys, Victor Cruz. Why? Because I'm if, playing he's, him this week. if he's not going to score a touchdown against this Houston defense <laughs> and bounce back from those drops, I don't know when he's going to score a touchdown. Got to be motivated, right? Absolutely. I would think, you know, after demanding the ball, I think Eli will look his way early and often. Sit him. Peyton Manning against the Seahawks. Oh, don't While tell me that. I don't think Peyton will look as bad or that team will look as bad. It also depends on who you have on right, your bench. Right. I think the Seahawks win this game. It's in Seattle. It's against that's, pretty that's much, tough, you know, the yeah. same defense. Um I think Peyton Manning will get his yards. Don't I think he'll probably throw for two touchdowns, but I don't see a typical Peyton Manning, you know, twenty five to thirty point performance in that game. Sit Andre Ellington. Now he's He's coming like off him. an injury, but he's going up against a San Francisco run defense. Yeah, they're tough. Always a tough matchup. My player to watch, Jeremy Macklin against the Washington Redskins. Jeremy Macklin has scored four touchdowns dating back to last year in his last four games. Foles obviously thinks he's a good target to throw to. Start Jeremy Macklin. Two questions for you. Yes, sir. Which may be, uh, well, th- this one I, pr- I don't think really helps anybody, but Dennis Pitta or Antonio Gates this week? Oh, come on. I was saying Antonio Pitta. Gates. I was saying Gates, Pitta. Right? Gates. See, Antonio I don't know. Gates. Pitta, uh, Cleveland's defense is awful. I would say. I think Cleveland's defense is a little. I think they they're underrated. But I nobody. Think. Can, I think they're a little under. I think they're going to blame you for playing Gates because you could always say, "Look what he did last week against the Seahawks." Yeah, but right. I want to. I don't care. About, I don't want to. I don't want to think about the the, the excuses. I don't the best fantasy players know that you need to have an excuse for when things go wrong on Monday. See, okay, now, so so. <laughs> Here's what's happening with yeah, me. I, yeah. I, I I started rating last week. It's a PPR. I got thirteen point six. I'm I'm solid with that. Uh, I got Gates, Monty Ball, Crabtree, and Darren Sproles, and I have one flex spot. And I don't know what to do. I, mm. I'm benching right now. Ball. I'm starting Sproles just because he's been the best. Right. He's right. been the best running back in, in our league because it's it's PPR. <laughs> I think he touched the ball. You know what? Seven times. Had yeah. like 160 yeah. yards. On Washington's Monday night. defense also bottom five last right. year against uh, running backs. I, I mean, I, you know, but the same. I, by the same token, I mean, I'm I'm considering starting Crabtree because he has, man, I mean, like, let's talk about the Niners for a sec. I think Crabtree's the guy to own here, right? Absolutely. I, and I think uh, after that terrible loss on Sunday Night he Football. Could, but he had a lot right, of targets. Right, he yeah. did. Exactly. Uh, you know, I think it's, you know, him and Bolden in the offense. Vernon Is Vernon Davis going to be back this week, guys? Do you know? He's, I think he's questionable. Okay, he's questionable. So if Vernon Davis is out, Crabtree's going to get the ball early and often. Look for him to have 10-plus catches in that game. Yeah. Um, I you might know, start him. I, I, I think that's a good start. Over Sproles, you think? 
Yes, I do. I do. I think I he'll get the ball more. Gates he'll get the there. ball more. I could more. also start Gates in the flex, too. But. True. Very true. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, anything else for uh, our, 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 us fantasy players before we move on to picks? Uh, you know what, guys? Uh, never bet against Tom Brady. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Pick them. Let's look into the crystal ball for some weekly NFL predictions. Yes, Christian, you are in on this segment, and so is the other Christian behind the glass, and also Brendan Bowers. We have Pick'em. This is the serious music. No, you're not. Please. Um, All right, we already gave you the – we we already gave you our Giants and Jets picks, but to uh, look at the other guys here, Christian Goey's got the Giants over Houston, and Brendan has Houston over the Giants. I also have Houston over the Giants, so make that clear. Christian's got (laughs) Jets. uh, Brendan's got Jets. I'm going to – Kind of keep it safe. I'm gonna go to Chicago here. All right, let's start with our first matchup, and it is those San Francisco 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals. And well, both the guys in the back are picking San Francisco. Matt Morrow, who are you taking? Um, listen, Arizona's close, and they're the third best team in the best division. Maybe the best team in a lot of other divisions, but I, I think San Francisco is enough. Is just enough better than them. Bad loss last week. Got to come out strong. I think Kaepernick have a good game. Christian. I agree with Matt. I agree with Kenny. San Francisco over Arizona. I agree with Kenny. Also, I think the 49ers are going back to the Super Bowl. The Panthers. Oh, thank you very much uh, for that vote of confidence. The Panthers and the Steelers. And Jim Nance probably won't be doing that game, but I don't know why I did that in his voice. <laughs> Carolina why says Christian Goey. Brendan Bowers says Carolina. I say Carolina. Matt Morrow says. Um... I'm going to just say that I'm probably not going to win picks by the end of the year. So I would, a smart pick would be Carolina because they're infinitely better. But I already picked against the Giants today. My next favorite team is Pittsburgh. Let's go Steelers. Oh Steelers are going to win. We can't all pick Carolina. Are you going to pick Carolina? Steelers I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, they're gonna bounce, I wouldn't have done it. They're, 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 they're going to bounce back. They're going to bounce back on Sunday night. Ah. <laughs> yeah, O'Hara. <laughs> all right, and then we have to talk about the Seahawks. And yeah. the Broncos at 425. Best game of the week. Oh, man. Both the guys in the back going Seahawks. Mm-hmm. I am going to go with the Denver okay. Broncos. Why? You guys tell me why. Pitt. Okay, that's enough. That's fair. Um, Seattle's at home, right? Yes, I mean, sir. that's yep. that's a big difference. I don't know if Phillip Rivers is able to do what he did last they week did. if they're in Seattle. Seattle did look pretty silly last week, though. But Looked like San they had Diego. their pants on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think them more than any other team being at home is such a huge difference. Going to be much closer than the Super Bowl, but Seahawks. Seahawks don't lose at home, Seattle. All right, time to look at our upset picks. Christian Goey has Kansas City over Miami. Brendan has Washington over Philadelphia. Um, Matt, do you have them? Come back to me later. Uh. <laughs> no, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking here. Uh, the Lions are favored by two and a half. You know oh, what? Yeah. Or no, sorry. They're uh, yeah. They're Christian, actually. Christian seems like he's got a bold the, one. The Lions are actually favored by two and a half over the Packers this week. Possibly. Be, well, there's a little action on the Packers. It started as the Packers were one point favorite. I have a bold. Upset well, you go here. ahead right now. Buffalo over San Diego. Buffalo is the that's their favorited. Sorry. They are. are they really? That's how. Thought you're bold. Kidding? Huh? Are you yep. kidding? Bills are two and a half point favorites in that game. Oh, all right. Yep. I guess beating the, That's my favorite I guess, thing I guess beating the champs doesn't really earn your respect, <laughs> huh? I guess not. So, all right. Uh, all right. I'm gonna go. Kansas City, Miami's already taken, but I'm gonna take it anyway. We, we could do that, right? 
Yeah. Give me yeah. the Jaguars over the Colts. I, you know what, Kenny? I was looking at that game. You guys, um, are, you guys are mad. Chiefs over the Dolphins. Just, gonna, just so you know, you don't like lose points. Uh, yes, you do. If you get an upset pick wrong, it's an you it's do. a That's bonus. New. I'm going no, with no, no. it's new. new? Yes. I'm, I'm going with uh, Cleveland over Baltimore. So you're gonna rethink that pick now, Kenny? Now you know it counts. Now you lose points. You lose oh points. man, the Giants. The Giants actually started as one point favorites against the Texans. How funny is that? That's weird. Um. Uh, you Who's know, doing these odds? Uh, I'll go, I, well, yeah, well, now they're not <laughs> yeah, favorites no, yeah, anymore, yeah, yeah, yeah. but because there was a little, there was a little action uh, on them. Uh, uh, you know what? Give me the, uh, the, I, the Packers over the Lions. is too easy at this point. Right, I'll give me the Packers over the Lions. That's an upset, really. They're underdogs. Yep, wow. the Packers are dogs. In by that the, game. It's by the rules. I'm going to go with. Uh, I think Cle- they do cover Cleveland over Baltimore. How many games are you picking over there? Didn't just, you just pick, pick one game? Done. All, right. All right. So you're who are you sticking with here? Let's, let's. I got the Chiefs over the All right. In Miami. Oh. In Miami. So so does Christian Goey. I know. Who is our engineer? Christian's a smart dude, so I'm going with him. I Brandon know. Thanks. Bowers, our producer, <laughs> our fantasy man. Oh, come on. Christian O'Hara, Matt Morrow. I was talking about Christian Goey. Oh, thanks. My partner in crime. Oh, you're damn right. And I'm Kenny Lucy. Have a good week, everybody. Drugs are bad. Okay, <laughs> says Roger Goodell. <laughs> LMAO. This has been One on One's NFL Friday, only on WFUVsports.org. Join us next week as we take you around the NFL. We'll see you then.